Good morning, and welcome to Holy Trinity on this Sunday of the Passion, Palm Sunday. Whether this is your first time joining us or you attend in real time and space for years, you are welcome this morning. Whatever the color of your skin, whoever you love and marry, your gender identity, how you vote, how you see the world, whatever you're carrying in your heart this day, you are welcome among us. We pray that as we gather for worship, we will depart and live our lives more faithfully, standing up for those most vulnerable these days, supporting those on the first line, healthcare workers, first responders, political leaders, and together we will work for justice and peace in all the earth, even as we care for the world that God has made. The three high holy days of our faith are this coming Thursday, Friday, and Saturday evening. Our worship services will be at 7.30 p.m. and links and more information will be coming as well, including options for observing those with liturgies in the home if you choose to do that rather than watching online. One of our exciting plans for this year, since we cannot gather for Holy Communion on Thursday night, is the option of sharing an agape meal at 6.30. It's not a Eucharist and it's not a Seder meal, but it does include a blessing based on the Jewish blessing prayers, a blessing over bread, wine, and other foods. And it doesn't uh, need a pastor to preside at that. If you'd like, you can join us at 6.30 for our blessing together, um, or you can do it on your own, and then we'll have a discussion at 7.10, and then worship of the Liturgy of Monday Thursday will be at 7.30. More information of that will be coming later this week. Following the service, there will be a virtual coffee hour, but due to the solemn nature of uh, Passion Sunday, we're gonna take just a couple minutes of silence right after the service for you to stretch, get a cup of coffee, move around, and then we'll join and see if we have news to share and check in with each other. A reminder that we'll be keeping you muted during the service, except um, at the time of offering names of people for pr prayers and for the Lord's Prayer. Now, if you've not yet found in Zoom, those of you joining us on Zoom, the in the top uh, right-hand corner, a gallery view. So if you please all move to gallery view at this time. We're going to wave to each other and uh, greet each other on this day and see that we are together as the virtual body of Christ. Now, so exciting since we can't do this outside on this beautiful day in Lakeview or in the South Loop. If you have a palm, would you hold it up right now so that we could see it? And if you want to scroll, um, you'll see that in the middle of the screen on both sides are um, ways you can go through all seven screens now. And maybe as we do that, let's remember that at Holy Trinity, we like to make our palms dance. So let's do that. And you can scroll through the screens and make the palms dance. One thing I have to say, lucky you, I guess. Some of you know that on this day, if you don't get into it and you're kind of like a boring palm person and you just stand there, the pastor sometimes bops you on their head. It's called a palm bop, and that will not be able to happen today. But let's make those palms dance again. So this morning, we're going to stay on this view through the opening palm liturgy. And then after that, I think it's going to automatically go to a wonderful video 
of all glory, lot, and honor uh, with some music and scenes from other years. Um, if it doesn't move to that, you may need to go back to speaker view so you can see that, but I believe it's going to go. Um, so we'll, we're going to keep our palms um, still as Pastor Sevig leads us in the liturgy for the palms. Uh, and then during all glory, lot, and honor, you may want to just sing the refrain and listen to the others. And that's when we're going to make our palms dance. I won't be able to see you, but that's when we will do it. So Bo, do you have anything to add before we begin? I, I don't think so. I'm just about to unmute David so he can do our um, opening acclamation there. Okay. Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Lord be with you and also with you. We praise you, O God, for redeeming the world through our Savior, Jesus Christ. Today, he entered the holy city in triumph and was proclaimed Messiah and King by those who spread garments and branches along his way. Bless these branches and those who carry them. Grant us grace to follow our Lord in the way of the cross, so that joined to his death and resurrection, we enter into life with you through the same Jesus Christ, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, O Lord. When they had come near Jerusalem and had reached Bethpage at the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent two disciples, saying to them, Go into the village ahead of you, and immediately you will find a donkey tied with a colt to her. Untie them and bring them to me. If anyone says anything to you, just say this. The Lord needs them, and they will be sent immediately. This took place to fulfill what had been spoken through the prophet, saying, Tell the daughter of Zion, Look, your king is coming to you, humble and mounted on a donkey, and a colt, the fowl of a donkey. The disciples went and did as Jesus had directed them. They brought the donkey and the colt and put their cloaks on them, and he sat on them. A very large crowd spread their cloaks on the road, and others cut branches from the trees and spread them on the road. The crowds that went ahead of him and that followed were shouting, Hosanna to the son of David! Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest heaven. When he entered Jerusalem, the whole city was in turmoil, asking, Who is this? The crowds were saying, This is the prophet Jesus from Nazareth in Galilee. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ.
Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Let us pray. O God of mercy and might, in the mystery of the passion of your Son, you offer your infinite life to the world. Gather us around the cross of Christ and preserve us from all and for us until the resurrection. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. A reading from Isaiah. The Lord God has given me the tongue of a teacher that I may know how to sustain the weary with my word. Morning by morning, the Lord God wakens, wakens my ear to listen as those who are taught. The Lord God has opened my ear and I was not rebellious. I did not turn backward. I gave my back to those who struck me and my cheeks to those who pulled out the beard. I did not hide my face from insult and spitting. The Lord God helps me. Therefore, I have not been disgraced. Therefore, I have set my face like flint and I know that I shall not be put to shame. The one who vindicates me is near. Who will contend with me? Let us stand up together. Who are my adversaries? Let them confront me. It is the Lord God who helps me. Who will declare me guilty? Word of God, word of life. Thanks be to God. Have mercy on me, O Lord, for I am in trouble. My eye is consumed with sorrow and also my throat and my belly. For my life is wasted with grief and my years with sighing. My strength fails me because of affliction and my bones are consumed. I am the scorn of all my enemies, a disgrace to my neighbors, a dismay to my acquaintances. When they see me in the street, they avoid me. Like the dead, I am forgotten out of mind. I am as useless as a broken pot. For I have heard the whispering of the crowd, fear is all put their heads together against me, they plot to take my life. But as for me, I have trusted in you, O Lord. 
Christ Jesus, who, although being in the form of God, did not regard equality with God as something to be exploited, but relinquished it all, taking the form of a slave, being born in human likeness. And being found in human form, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God also highly exalted him and gave him the name that is above every name so that the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Word of God, word of life, thanks be to God.
Blessed be the Holy Trinity, one God. Amen. It feels like the earth has moved under our feet. Everything has changed. We have lost our footing. Unlike other tragedies, this one is long and drawn out with more bad news ahead, we are told. I, like you, feel off. My emotions erratic, tears sometimes catch me off guard. I thought of the Carol King song, I feel the earth move under my feet. I feel the sky tumbling down. It sounds like an earthquake, the apocalypse, the end of the world. But no surprise, it's about love. Like so many songs, like so much of life, the words can mean two things at once. Like this Sunday with its twin themes of palm and passion, an emotional roller coaster, the highs of Hosanna leading to the howling cries from Jesus abandoned on the cross, tragedy and triumph, terror and beauty, what it means to be human. And we, are living through a seismic shift, like an earthquake, if you will. In Matthew's account of the passion, an earthquake follows Jesus' death. For the early followers of Jesus, his death and resurrection were the end of the world as they knew it and the beginning of a new age. So for us, the narratives of this Holy Week are also seismic revealing God's deep love for the world and the pattern of our own baptismal dying and rising. Grief expert David Kessler said in a recent Brene Brown podcast, we are dealing with the collective loss of the world we knew. It is now gone forever. Now we're going to talk about the world before the pandemic. We're going to find meaning. We're going to come out the other side of this. Kessler described grief as the death of something, a loved one, a marriage, a relationship, a job. This is a collective loss of the world we lived in before the pandemic. And like every other loss, we didn't know what we had until it was gone. As Kessler went on to say, in these times, the worst loss is the one happening to you, whatever your age, whatever your situation, whether a high school senior who can't go to prom or a spouse unable to visit their dying beloved in a hospital. As the earth moves under humanity's feet, we proclaim divine self-emptying, divine vulnerability, Many of us love what Brene Brown says about vulnerability, but in our context, in our Christian Lutheran context, it's even more. It's divine vulnerability. As Paul puts it, though Christ Jesus was in the form of God, he did not regard equality with God as something to be exploited, but emptied himself taking the form of a slave, being born in human likeness. This divine humbling revealed most fully on the cross is also victory and resurrection, something we celebrate even today, 
this Lord's Day, for every Sunday, we hold intention, death and resurrection, loss and transformation. So as you listen to the passion this morning, listen for some earth-shattering elements. Imagine the earth moving under the feet of the early followers of Jesus as they heard of their leader naked, vulnerable, rejected by his very own. Listen as Jesus throws himself on the ground in Gethsemane, prays and pleads for his life, struggling to accept what is happening to him. Note how the Lord of life is denied and betrayed by two closest to him. Sense the darkness that covers the earth as Jesus cries words of abandonment. And finally, don't miss the earth quaking as we hear the climatic words of faith by the centurion. Truly, this was God's son. Let us now listen to the passion and I will share a few more thoughts afterwards. The Passion of Our Lord Jesus Christ According to St. Matthew. When they had sung the hymn, they went out to the Mount of Olives. Then Jesus said to them, you will all become deserters because of me this night. But Peter said to Jesus, Though all become deserters because of you, I will never desert you. Jesus said to him, Truly I tell you, this very night before the cock crows, you will deny me three times. But Peter said to Jesus, Even though I must die with you, I, I will not deny you. And so said all the disciples. Then Jesus went with them to a place called Gethsemane. And he said to his disciples, sit here while I go over there and pray. He took with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee and began to be grieved and agitated. Then Jesus said to them, I am deeply grieved even to death. Remain here and stay awake with me. And going a little farther, Jesus threw himself on the ground and he prayed, my father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me. Yet, not what I want, but what you want. Then Jesus came to the disciples and found them sleeping. And he said to Peter, so could you not stay awake with me one hour? Stay awake and pray that you may not come into the time of trial. The spirit is indeed willing, but the flesh is weak. Again, he went away for the second time and prayed, My father, if this cannot pass unless I drink it, your will be done. Again, Jesus came and he found the disciples sleeping, for their eyes were heavy. So leaving them again, Jesus went away and he prayed for the third time, saying the same words, and then Jesus came to the disciples and he said to them, Are you still sleeping and taking your rest? See, the hour is at hand, and the Son of Man is betrayed into the hands of sinners. Get up, let us be going. See, my betrayer is at hand. While Jesus was still speaking, Judas, one of the twelve, arrived. 
With him was a large crowd with swords and clubs from the chief priests and the elders of the people. Now the betrayer had given them a sign saying, the one I will kiss is the man, arrest him. At once, Judas came up to Jesus and said, greetings rabbi, and kissed him. Jesus said to Judas, friend, do what you are here to do. Then they came and laid hands on Jesus and arrested him. Suddenly, one of those with Jesus put his hand on his sword, drew it, and struck the slave of the high priest, cutting off his ear. Then Jesus said to him, Put your sword back into its place, for all who take the sword will perish by the sword. At that hour, Jesus said to the crowds, have you come out with swords and clubs to arrest me as though I were a bandit? Day after day I sat in the temple teaching, and you did not arrest me. But all this has taken place so that the scriptures of the prophets may be fulfilled. Then all the disciples deserted him and fled. who had arrested Jesus took him to Caiaphas the high priest in whose house the scribes and the elders had gathered but Peter was following Jesus at a distance as far as the courtyard of the high priest and going inside Peter sat down with the guards in order to see how this all would end now the chief priests and the whole council were looking for false testimony against Jesus so that they might put him to death but they found none, though many false witnesses came forward. At last, two came forward and said, This fellow said, I am able to destroy the temple of God and to build it in three days. The high priest stood up and said, Have you no answer? What is it that they testify against you? But Jesus was silent. Then the high priest said to him, I put you under oath before the living God. Tell us if you are the Messiah, the Son of God. Jesus said to him, You have said so. But I tell you, from now on you will see the Son of Man seated at the right hand of power and coming on the clouds of heaven. Then the high priest tore his clothes and said, He has blasphemed! Why do we still need witnesses? You have now heard his blasphemy. What is your verdict? They answered, He deserves death. Then they spat in his face and struck him, and some slapped him, saying, Prophesy to us, you Messiah. Who is it that struck you? Now Peter was sitting outside in the courtyard, and a servant girl came up to him and said, 
you were also with Jesus, the Galilean. But he denied it before all of them, saying, I don't know what you're talking about. Well, when Peter went out to the porch, another servant girl saw him, and she said to the bystanders, Now, this man, he was with Jesus of Nazareth. Again, he denied it with an oath. I do not know this man. After a little while, the bystanders came up and said to Peter, Certainly you are also one of them, for your accent betrays you. Then Peter began to curse, and he swore an oath, I do not know the man. At that moment, the cock crowed. Then Peter remembered what Jesus had said, Before the cock crows, you will deny me three times. And Peter went out and wept bitterly. When morning came, all the chief priests and the elders of the people conferred together against Jesus in order to bring about his death. They bound him, led him away, and handed him over to Pilate the governor. saw that Jesus was condemned. He repented, and he brought back the 30 pieces of silver to the chief priests and the elders. He said, I have sinned by betraying innocent blood. Throwing down the pieces of silver in the temple, Judas departed, and he went and hanged himself. Now Jesus stood before the governor, and the governor asked him, Are you the king of the Jews? Jesus said, You say so. Jesus gave him no answer, not even to a single charge, so that the governor was greatly amazed. Now at the festival, the governor was accustomed to release a prisoner for the crowd, anyone whom they wanted. At that time, they had a notorious prisoner called Jesus Barabbas. Pilate, Pilate realized that it was out of jealousy that they had handed him. Now the chief priest and the elders persuaded the crowds to ask for Barabbas and to have Jesus killed. The governor again said to them, Which of the two do you want me to release for you? And they said, Barabbas. Pilate said to them, Well, then what should I do with Jesus, who is called the Messiah? And all of them said, let him be crucified. Then he asked, why? What evil has he done? But they all shouted all the more, let him be crucified. So when Pilate saw that he could do nothing, but rather that a riot was beginning, he took some water and he washed his hands before the crowd saying, I am innocent of this man's blood. See to it yourselves. So he released Barabbas for them. And after flogging Jesus, he handed him over to be crucified. <laughs> <laughs> 
of the governor who took Jesus into the governor's headquarters and they gathered the whole cohort around Jesus. They stripped him, they put on a scarlet robe on him and after twisting some thorns into a crown, they put it on his head. They put a reed in his right hand and knelt before Jesus and mocked him saying, hail king of the Jews. They spat on him and took the reed and struck him on the head. After mocking Jesus, they stripped him of the robe and put his own clothes on him. Then they led him away to crucify him. As they went out, they came upon a man from Cyrene named Simon. They compelled this man to carry his cross. And when they came to a place called Golgotha, which means place of a skull, they offered him wine to drink mixed with gall, but when Jesus tasted it, he would not drink it. And when they had crucified Jesus, they divided his clothes among themselves by casting lots. And then they sat down there and kept watch over him. Over his head, they put the charge against him, which read, this is Jesus, the King of the Jews. Then two bandits were crucified with him, one on his right and one on his left. Those who passed by derided Jesus, shaking their heads and saying, you who would destroy the temple and build it in three days, save yourself. If you are the son of God, then come down from that cross. The bandits who were crucified with him also taunted him in the same way. From noon on, darkness came over the whole land until three in the afternoon. And about three o'clock, Jesus cried with a loud voice, Eli, Eli, lema sabachthani. That is, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? When some of the bystanders heard it, they said, This man is calling for Elijah. At once, one of them ran and got a sponge, filled it with sour wine, put it on a stick, and gave it to him to drink. But the others said, wait, let us see whether Elijah will come to save him. Then Jesus cried again with a loud voice and breathed his last. At that moment, the curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. The earth shook and the rocks were split. The tombs were also opened and many bodies of the saints who had fallen asleep were raised. After his resurrection, they came out of the tombs and entered the holy city and appeared to many. Now when the centurion and those who were with him, who were keeping watch over Jesus, saw the earthquake and all that had taken place, they were terrified and they said, truly, this man was God's son. The passion of our Lord Jesus Christ. Grief like mine. This is 
as we enter this holy week and reflect on all the losses in the story of Jesus' suffering and death. We also proclaim today that God enters our story and shares all the God-forsaken losses that people are experiencing today all over our globe. In the words of a Eucharistic prayer for times of lament, you entered our sorrows in Jesus, our brother. He was born among the poor. He lived under oppression. He, he wept over the city. With infinite love, he granted the people your life. Jesus enters our sorrows and fears this day. As one writer puts it, he declares solidarity for all time with those who were abandoned, colonized, oppressed, accused, imprisoned, beaten, mocked, and murdered. He bursts open like a seed so that new life can grow and replenish the earth. He takes an instrument of torture and turns it into a bizarre vehicle of hospitality and communion for all people everywhere. So when the earth moves under our feet and we are disoriented, we pray in the words of today's psalm, my life is wasted with grief and my years with sighing. What a relief that such words of lament are part of our biblical tradition, that we are free to express such feelings. We can imagine Jesus praying these very words during his passion. And don't forget that Hosanna, that seems like such a happy word, especially as we wave branches. Hosanna means, Lord, save us. And in this time of great equalizing, these words take on new urgency. Lord, save us. Did e'er such love and sorrow meet? Somehow this day of palm and passion holds the paradox of tragedy and triumph. Many of us are fans of the NBC show, This Is Us. On the season finale just days ago, Rebecca is celebrating the first anniversary of her triplets. Now, one of them is adopted because one of the triplets, Kyle, died at birth. Rebecca and her husband, Jack, acknowledge the strange sadness that they are feeling, even as at the first birthday of their twins. They pack up their triplets and the entire family goes to visit their OB, Dr. K, who was with them through their earlier loss and at that time provided some helpful wisdom. This time, Dr. K tells of his own deep loss when he and his first wife lost their first child. The song Blue Skies became associated with the sad memories as they would sing the Ella Fitzgerald song, as Dr. K would sing that to his wife's pregnant belly. Blue skies, smiling at me, nothing but blue skies do I see. Blue skies, all of them gone, nothing but blue skies from now on. And then after he had sung those songs to his wife's pregnant be belly, they lost that child. And they would listen to that song over and over. 
and it made them so sad, Dr. K said. And then to their great surprise, his wife got pregnant again. And he sang it again once more to that same belly. Eventually, he wound up dancing to that tune at his father's wedding. That song made us happy, made us sad, made us happy again, he muses. The whole human experience wrapped up in that song. I think the trick is, he went on slowly, not trying to keep the joys and tragedies apart. You have to let them cozy up to one another. You have to let them coexist. Around the table of the Lord, the table for which we long, we sing Hosanna in the highest every Lord's day in times of our deepest joy and our deepest sorrow. All of these times coexist for us as individuals and as the people of God. God's passionate mercy, God's passionate love embraces us and all our suffering world this day, holding us close even as we are physically distant from one another. For as we walk the way of the cross, we trust the promise of spring the hope of resurrection and new life. Praying in our homes and together in the spirit, we pray for the church, the earth, the world, and all in need, responding to each petition with words from one of today's psalms. O oh Lord, save us. O oh triune God, God of majesty, mercy, and might, hear and heed our fervent prayers for the church around the world, that the faithful be nourished by your presence in the word, for pastors and bishops, that they be strengthened for their tasks of ministry, for all those who are assisting the digital sharing of worship materials, for guidance in keeping this Holy Week in devout prayer and praise. O oh, holy God, we pray to you, O oh Lord, save us. For the earth, that it be saved from pollution and disregard. For endangered animals, that they and their habitats may be spared.
and protected for scientists that their knowledge of your earth will direct our society's choices. O oh, creating God, we pray to you. O oh, Lord, save us. For peace through the world, especially in Syria and Afghanistan, for an end to terrorism and religious violence, for all elected leaders, that they see our crisis rightly and make judgments wisely, for wisdom in distributing governmental economic aid. Almighty God, we pray to you. O Lord, save us. For our distraught world facing the coronavirus, for countries hardest hit, especially China, Italy, Spain, and the United States, for those who grieve their dead, for the sick and their families, for those fearful of an unknown future, for the millions of unemployed, for children at home, that they be safe from abuse, for those who have been led to rely on empty remedies, for hospitals in their desperate need for supplies. O oh, compassionate God, we pray to you. O oh, Lord, save us. For all who are facing the criminal justice system, for those falsely accused of crime, for those who are incarcerated, that they be kept safe, for those who face isolation or execution. O righteous God, we pray to you. O Lord, save us. For those whose needs we know, for those whose needs are hidden, for those with prior illnesses whose treatments are now postponed, for all who today will die, for those who are homeless, for all who are sick, especially for those we name here, we invite you to unmute yourselves to offer names and then mute yourself again. Larry. Amy. Lisa. Matthew. Linda. Lila, her husband. Andrea. Chris. William. Anna and Mark. Rebecca. O oh, benevolent God, we pray to you. O oh, Lord, save us. And finally, for ourselves. See, well, I'm mute. O loving God, we pray to you. O Lord, save us. With thanks for the technology by which we stay connected, with thanks for enough food, with thanks for the support of our community of faith, with thanks for the saints who struggled through life and died in you, 
especially those Christian artists whose work has enriched our faith. We praise your salvation now and unto our end. O eternal God, we pray to you. O Lord, save us. Into your hands, gracious God, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy through the merits of Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. And now we invite you, if you are willing, uh, you may unmute uh, for the Lord's Prayer and use a gesture of open hands. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. May Christ, who calls you to take up your cross, give you strength to bear your own and one another's burdens. And may God bless you now and forever. In the name of the Holy Trinity, one God. Amen. Amen.